Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. What's up, everyone? It's Aiden Taco Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 6th of November, 2018. Oh, I feel good. I feel good, man. I feel so fucking good. It's raining outside. Um... I love being inside when it's raining out, man. Just and it's like it's piercing down as well. Oh, it's really raining. It's fucking absolutely bloody belting down. I just took an Instagram uh, story video of just the rain with a song playing over the top, and I reckon I'm gonna get heaps of shit for it. <laughs> My mate Zach, Zach Dyer. <coughs> Of, uh, of Comedy Zone 2018 fucking messages me like <laughs> like like a couple times a week calling me gay for some story. <laughs> it was just... What, I'll, I'll just post like... I posted a view from my bedroom um, and he just messaged me and he was like, wow, bro, that's, that's really cool. Um, I feel bad that I've said gay and now I'm not following it up with stuff, but he, he, yeah, he'll be like, oh yeah, do you want to suck a big dick or whatever? I don't know. I've started saying gay again and, and I'm not entirely happy about it. I shouldn't be doing it. I shouldn't be doing it, but fuck, it's a, it's so much fun. It's such a bummer that it's so much fun. <laughs> I was about to say, like, why can't gay people find a new word to describe it? But that's not, it's not their job. <laughs> it's because I like to call my friends that. <laughs> um, But yeah, Zach messages me all the time. And I, I'm, I, I, I purposefully didn't put any captions on the picture or on the video. Like, because I kind of wanted to be like mood or whatever. Because I'm feeling good, man. And I love, like, I was eating my brekkie. I made fucking uh, banana pancakes and uh, and just some avocado and tomato. Had my tea. Got my fucking tea right now, bros. Got my tea right now. Oh, um, I was sitting on the porch with my tea. And my banana pancakes watching the rain come down. And it just sort of made me feel good. And um, and then I posted that video and I didn't put a caption on it. Because I was scared if I made it too, like, content or whatever. Then, <laughs> then Zach Dyer would message me calling me gay. <laughs> and I don't want that. Because I'm not gay. I've never even f- fucking looked at a dick. I would never do that. <laughs> it's actually so funny. Um, in our the, in our group chat at the moment, the the joke is that everyone's just calling me gay. Um, yeah, and it's really tough, and I I think it's starting to affect my work. <laughs> oh man, it's been. I think I'm just feeling. I don't know. I think for the last couple of weeks, I had been feeling not sad, but just like maybe like a little bit run down or like stuck in a rut. Like I I was feeling good about the not drinking thing from when I got back uh, from Sydney and then all through October. But then that kind of good feeling just gave way into like a staleness, you know, but I could nothing really had changed. So I kept telling myself that I was feeling good. 
but actually it had kind of gone stale and I'd stopped feeling good but kept telling people that I was feeling good and then that made me like annoyed when I wasn't feeling good there was like a disconnect between what I was telling people and what I was actually feeling the point is I've got a lot of money so I've got a lot of time to think about things <laughs> I mean I am poor but you know I'm, I'm I live a very middle class life and so I have time to notice just like the most subtle changes in feeling um and that's what I'm talking to you guys about right now. I've been, <clears throat> I had a drink last night, which is great. Oh, it's, it's, it's the public holiday today. I kind of love that even more that it's raining today on the cup day because number one, fuck the Melbourne Cup. I didn't realize that people were so against the Melbourne Cup, by the way. It's really not something that's on my radar at all. The Melbourne Cup, if you're not in Australia, it's the biggest horse race in the country and there's a public holiday for it in, or in Victoria there is anyway. Um, and that race is today and I like, for me, it's like, oh, we get a day off. Who cares? Like, I, it was. We used to watch it in primary school, actually. I think a couple times the teacher would like stop the class and we'd chuck it on the TV. But yeah, it's not. It's just a horse race, man. And, but that's the thing is, I don't care for it one way or the other. But evidently, people in Melbourne and I knew people didn't like it because horse racing is barbaric, whatever. But people last night at the show that I was on were really fucking hating it. And when a couple people went up and were like, we hate the Melbourne Cup, everyone was like, yeah. Like, it's a, a real thing that, I guess, inner city kind of young hipsters, uh, that I'm, which is most of the people that I hang around, are, those people are really fucking against the Melbourne Cup. Um, I just, I didn't realise that so many people cared. I was talking about it with Blake, <clears throat> and it's like, man... We're so, like, that's not going away. <clears throat> like, we'll get the, we'll get the date for, um, we'll get the date for Australia Day changed. Fuck yeah. That's good. That's, I reckon that'll happen in the next 10 years. And, like, shit moves slow, but I think that's something that's, that's kind of on the way up. But the Melbourne Cup, man, that, if anyone thinks that they're stopping that money-making behemoth, no fucking chance. Like, what are they going to have in its place? What are all the suits going to go to? What are all the dudes my age who uh, fucking did a degree in accounting, finished at 20 and started working in a bank, what are they going to do? What are they going to... You give them an alternative, you artsy fucks. You can't just... That's the thing. I'm, I'm fake angry right now, but like... That's the thing is people just go, we've got to get rid of it. And it's like, well, like, what's the thing that's going to take its place? And they'll be like, oh, you know, like a day to celebrate. <clears throat> you think people are going to get into that? You need to, if we're going to get rid of shit like this, you need to give a viable financial alternative to be like, all right, you guys make a lot of money from the horse racing. We're going to stop the horse racing, but we're going to do, and what do you think the thing is that they're going to think of to replace the horse racing? It's going to be way worse. It's going to be like rat clubbing or something. It's going to be like, like the Simpsons, like whacking day. <laughs> it's going to be some shit like that. It's going to be people going out and just finding a different animal to beat up that we don't like right now, but then in a hundred years, they're going to be going, Do you, can you believe that they used to beat up rats in the street? My dad is a rat. <laughs> oh, nah, hot riffs. Good riffs. Oh. <laughs> uh. I really had the most amazing weekend. I um, That festival that I was talking about last week, Dragon Dreaming, man, fucking came through. Um, what do I want to talk about here? 
I'll talk about that first. Fuck yeah. Dragon Dreaming, man. Thank you so much to uh, to the festival for having us on. Um, we did the show there on Saturday night. And uh, thanks to Marty Bright for hooking that all up. Man, where do I start? I didn't know... Okay, <clears throat> so I didn't know anyone going into the festival. And... Uh, all right... I, so I was like, Marty, my mate, was coming from Sydney, and he was like, just um, find someone who's driving up, and I'm like, I don't know anyone. He's like, yeah, just like go on the site or the Facebook or something, just find someone who's going up. You'll be able to figure it out. So that's what I did, and I um, I found some lady that I met one time at a comedy show, like earlier this year, and I was like, oh, I remember vaguely who that is. She like, I remember her coming up to me at the comedy comedy show. I think she was pretty drunk. It was at the Rochi. And she was just like, oh, I love comedy, and you were great, and are you here a lot? Like, you know, add me on Facebook and tell me whenever you're at the Rochester and I'll come and watch your show. Um, and I just, you know, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, maybe you'll come and see my festival show, and then thought nothing of it. She was going to Dragon Dreaming, so I hit her up. <clears throat> we tried to get a few rides, but they all fell through, and I just told her I'm getting the train. And she's like, yeah, I might get the train as well. So that way I could do three gigs on Thursday night and still leave on Friday morning, go to the festival. Um, I get on the train and like we're chatting for a bit, we're chatting and it just, I don't know, man, like, and it, she might be listening to this and if she is, uh, she, you, you're a lovely person for her coming with me and um, and like when we got to the festival, we... Um, we got to the festival, I found my tent, that's another story in a second, and then uh, I was going to try and find Marty, but his instructions that he gave me were fucking garbage, so like, she invited me to come and camp with her friends, and that was all lovely, but what I'm working up to here, is that I just could not stand to be around her, I really, <laughs> I can't help but think, like, is she listening to this, because I did tell her about my podcast before I realised that I did, like, I don't know man, it was the kind of hippie, not hippie isn't even the right word, just like, you know when you go into a subculture, it's probably how maybe some people see me with comedy, when you go into a subculture, and that's your whole life, and you have a warped perspective of what that, what that subculture's place in, in the whole society is, so you think that your status in this subculture is impressive to people who aren't in it, you know, that's what I felt with this lady that she was telling me about, like, oh, yeah, I know the guy who, like, runs, um, she's just name-dropping all over the place, and it's like, I'm not a hippie, man, I don't give a fuck if you know the dude who fucking started Rainbow Serpent, <laughs> like, I don't fucking care, um, but she was, <clears throat> I feel really bad if, if, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, we just are not the same person, okay, we're just, we're not meant to be friends, because, um, yeah, at, like, I'm sure she would defend herself and go, I wasn't name-dropping, I was just telling you a story. But you didn't fucking listen to a word I said for the whole time we were speaking. I think the the tokenist, or the, the notional, like, the things that she was doing, the gestures were nice. But then me and her in each other's company, garbage. So, maybe not a bad person, but fuck, I, like, I was so stoked to not hang out with her on the Saturday, so that was the first part, and I, so I went into the festival thinking, like, you know, I was having a pretty average time hanging out with this lady on the train on the way down, I slept for most of the time anyway, and, um, and, 
I was just going into it thinking like maybe this is what all the people at this festival are going to be like. Maybe I hate this festival, you know? Maybe this music festival fucking is just full of people who you you fucking uh listening to their story and then you go to start your own story and then that reminds them of their next story and they just interrupt you. Maybe it's full of those people. Maybe it's full of <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I get to the festival. Uh, I go to the info tent, and um, Marty goes. Marty told me, "Oh, you can fucking get your tent from the the info desk." It's like I left your tent there, and I left you instructions on how to find our campsite. Now there's four thousand people at this music festival, so I'm like, "Oh, that's good. Who will have gotten a map for the music festival and and put a little dot where they are?" Nope. He got a piece of receipt paper and wrote in pen. <laughs> I'm going to post this with... The, I'm going to put this on my Instagram when I put this pod out. Tent for comedian Aiden Taco Jones. He's just got one line for the road and then a big circle with stages. And then we are here, last row near the lake, next to the line. It's like, it's like a child could have drawn this. It's actually fucking absurd that he thought that I was going to be able to find where it was camping from this fucking like insane person's drawing god damn it Marty. i tried for so long and that stressed me out as well because i was like with this lady and i was like i'll just go find my friend and then i try and find marty and i'm like i'm there's no way i'm gonna find him but that was saturday morning i woke up at like 8 30 hadn't been drinking still hadn't been drinking oh no i had a few drinks on the friday actually but like woke up sober um and went to find marty realized i wasn't gonna find him Made myself some food out of the stuff that I got from the Woolies. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't need to... I'm not I'm not hanging out with this lady and her, and her fucking hippie mates. Oh, at one point I heard her... Like, this is another name drop that she was doing too. I was in my tent and I heard her go... Um, <laughs> this is so funny. She goes, um, yeah, you know my ex-boyfriend... He was actually the guy who wrote, uh, originally entered the Wikipedia article for Goon. (laughs) She's like, but he changed it now. It's changed to box wine. But my ex-boyfriend wrote the Wikipedia article for Goon. (laughs) Clang! Oh my God. How is that your fucking claim to fame? (laughs) God damn it. Oh, she's going to be so angry if she listens to this. I fucking hope that she doesn't follow through on her word and actually listen to my podcast. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, I thought about this for so long. I was like, am I going to talk shit about her on my podcast? And I kind of... Like, on Saturday, I kind of decided not to, but then I hadn't thought about it, and it's just (laughs) crept up on me, because it's an integral part of the story. (laughs) So I decided to go off by myself. I I realized I needed to send a message so that the people who were running my um, my show at the Baden-Powell on Saturday knew when it was going to start. So I, like, grabbed... uh, Someone kindly lent me their phone, and I went up a hill... And, um, like, climbed up to the top of this hill to get reception and fucking sent the message. And then it was nice up the hill and then, like, went down, poured myself a couple drinks, went swimming. Oh, my God, the lake was beautiful. And um, so I'm out on this lake, right? I was out there 
for like I went out once and then I came back and I had a bit of a dance and I I started like realizing that if you just sit down in a place eventually people will come sit next to you and and chat to you and you know that was like the vibe of the whole festival I really love that man what that was when I started to realize that not everyone was as um as self-involved and narcissistic as the person that I'd met so far because I was just walking around the festival and like people just wave to you say hi there was a dude in a tie-dye shirt with a big fake gold chain um at the tents like near where I was camped and I kept walking past him and I commented on his chain and then every time I walked past we would like wave at each other um so I get out on the lake for the second time there's this big uh wooden like platform like a pontoon out on the lake it would have been like Maybe like five by five meters, something like that. Fuck, it is still pissing down, man. It's insane how hard it's raining right now. It's been raining for the whole time. It's been raining for like an hour. Hell yeah, dude. Um, so I get out of this pontoon and I sit down and immediately I just start chatting to people. It's lovely. People are sitting on the sides and shit. Um, some guy uh, offers me like a bumper K and he's passing around a spliff. So I'm like smoking a bit of that and I don't really smoke weed. So that just hit me straight away. Some other guy that I'd been chatting to, I had a bumper K and then I had a bit of the spliff and he was just like, oh man, that just fucking knocked you for six. Hey, and I was like, what? Am I, what? And he was like, dude, you just went from fucking zero to 60. Like I just saw you get, get <laughs> I just saw you get fucked up in front of my eyes. I was like, I cool man yeah it's sick dope um and then there was a boat there was like a little i want i don't want to say a boat but maybe like a little inflatable dinghy um a little inflatable like dinghy thing tied to the side of the pontoon with a motor on the back of it and one of the guys just went do you reckon that boat works and i was like oh no like immediately i'm like oh man someone's gonna be fucking with that boat and uh, a guy starts trying... I did, Every step of the way that this was happening, I was like, surely they're going to give up in a second and nothing's going to happen. Some guy started like, you know, yanking the engine to start it and it wouldn't start for ages. And then it finally did start. And then the dude who gave me the K, like... <clears throat> the dude who gave me the K was like watching it all very interested. And then when the engine started, he got all excited. He was like, oh, yes, let me on. I'll get on. I'll come on with you guys. They were going to go out to, there was this big rock in the middle of the lake. The lake was huge, man. It would have been fucking half a K to um, like the length of it. You know, it was massive. You could you probably, I think it even snaked around the other side of the hill. So I couldn't even see where it ended. Do you know what I mean? Like it was a big lake. <laughs> me trying to explain how big a lake is. Do you know what I mean? Like it was a big, you know, like a big lake. It was like that big one. Um, there was a big rock in the middle of it, like coming out maybe 10, 15 meters high out of the, um, out of the water and someone had climbed up and jumped off it. Um, but you, uh, unless you were pretty like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have swum there. I couldn't be bothered. It would have been like a hard swim to get there. You know what I mean? So these guys get this boat and they're like, we're going out to the rock. Let's fucking, let's go to the rock. So four dudes that were on the pontoon suddenly pile in this boat, which is like, a hundred percent the limit. Like there's no way a fifth person was getting on. Like there was full and, uh, they're revving the engine. It's like, and they're just not moving until the guy that I've been chatting with was like, Oh, you got to put it in. It's, it's in neutral. You have to put it in gear. And as soon as he said that, I was like, none of these guys has any fucking idea what they're doing with this. But like they have never used a boat before. 
because they're just four of them sitting in it. And the guy, the guy who gave me the K, his girlfriend comes over with a little like, like kind of the size of your hand inflatable little boat toy, uh, <laughs> with like with like uh, cigarettes and tobacco and his K and a lighter like tucked into it, like and gives it to him like a little like she's sending him off to war, like oh go baby go out to the lake go go good luck. Write to me, <laughs> write to me once a month on the full moon. <laughs> um, and they get maybe like 20, 30 meters out into the lake from this pontoon. And then the engine just stalls. And me and the other guy who, who were left like on the pontoon who had been watching the whole time are just losing our minds. I'm fucking like high. <laughs> I've never, uh, my mouth is so dry. I'm like jumping up and down on this pontoon, screaming at these guys because they're stuck. And I'm like, this is so funny. I'm like, so, like jumping like a fucking monkey. You know, when they pound their hands and they're like, <laughs> that was me laughing at these fucking guys because they're just stuck in the middle of the lake now. And they're all so high. And the dude with the K is like, and he's like falling out of the fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> and um they're all making a big deal about like staying with it um, and like you know what are we gonna do and like in my mind they're like fucking sailors from you know like the american independence kind of era <laughs> i don't know why i thought that they just look <laughs> they just looked ridiculous right stuck in this boat in the middle of a lake and then eventually the <laughs> the current just washed them back to the shore like there wasn't even a big deal um, so they turn, they can't get the engine started again. Um, someone goes, Oh, did you put it back in neutral and then try and start it? Yeah, they did that. Everything. No one, I think someone said they flooded the engine. So that's what I've been telling people. Yeah, they, yeah, they flooded it. Like I even fucking know what that means. Like, is that, does that, that's petrol, right? Going into it. But is that something to do with it being in the water? Did they ruin it? I don't know. Whatever. They tie it back up to the pontoon and then as soon as they tie it up to the pontoon, some skinny ass cracky looking dude just comes running from the shore, like Aah! jumps onto the pontoon dripping wet like a drowned rat and goes, Don't fuck with the boat <laughs> Don't fuck with the boat And there's an esky on the pontoon as well that like no one had really claimed and that guy's pointing at the esky going, They're our drinks, don't touch our esky and don't fuck with the boat the four dudes who have just tied the boat up are like so nice and they're so excited about the boat. They're like, man, like, you know, can you like take us out? Like, please, can you take us to the rock or like just something like we will, you know, we're not going to ruin it. Like we're just, and the guy's like, don't fuck with the boat. He's like, please take us out to the rock. Don't fuck with the boat. <laughs> so he's getting angry. I'm scared of confrontation. So I'm standing with the other guy who I was watching the whole thing with on the back of the pontoon just like trying to hide behind the mast looking at this all go down he grabs a the, the cracky dude grabs a bunch of drinks from the esky <laughs> like just grabs them in his arms and then jumps back in the water and he goes don't touch the esky don't fuck with the boat <laughs> and it was like it was like dude what did you think was going to happen when you put a boat this is a music festival with 4000 people here and it's like it's a hippie it's called dragon dreaming like people are taking people are out here trying to get fucked up on drugs and you've brought what isn't really an expensive boat it's probably like the motor's probably a couple grand but other than that it's like an inflatable boat 
like a little lifeboat or something with a motor attached to the back. And you just put that in the middle here with everyone and you just tie it up with a rope. So it's like, what, what do you think's going to happen, man? You put that in around 4,000 drug-fucked people? There's like hundreds of people on the shore. We're not the only ones on this pontoon. Of course they're going to fuck with it, man. You think we're going to start a fucking Coast Guard? <laughs> like, I understand it's douchey to fuck with it and they shouldn't do it. But also, what did you fucking think was going to happen? Why are you so surprised? And why then leave it there? In my, like, drug-induced state, I was honestly thinking, like, I don't know if I can explain this. A part of me thought, like, he was a beautiful guardian angel um, allowing us the, the, the fun experience of being able to steal someone's boat because it seemed so ridiculous to me that someone who didn't want their boat to be fucked with would leave their boat on that pontoon with all those people taking drugs. I was like, if he really doesn't want his boat to be fucked with, he would leave it on the shore and, like, you know, drag it in. Because it's only, like, 10, 15 metres to the shore. Like, it's a sh- and it's like a shallow water where we were. So if he actually didn't want us to fuck with it, surely he would get a couple of his mates that would drag it into the shore because that's a way more audacious move for people who want to fuck with it to be like, oh, we'll take it from the shore bring it into the water and then start it you know like that's i don't think anyone's going to do that but the fact that it's just sitting there ready to be like ready to go all you need to do is untie one knot and it's ready to go yeah of course people are going to fuck with it there's a low barrier to entry so that was kind of does that make sense that was where my brain went was like i think he actually does want us to fuck with his boat and and he knows that it'll be more fun for us if we're like going against someone's wishes so he's yelling at us don't touch the boat but what he's actually saying is go on boys everyone likes a bit of trouble (laughs) i genuinely thought that and also there's no way that that's the case <laughs> because ET was screaming, "Don't fuck with the boat!" At one point, he said, um, "He goes, we are we're." <laughs> he goes, "There's heaps of us on the shore. We're always watching. We are never not watching. We will know if you touch our esky. <laughs> Don't fuck with the boat." <laughs> oh my god! What an absolute psycho! Um, how long have I done here? I think this is gonna be a long one. Um, I'll talk about some music, man. Um, the music this week, fuck, this is so pretentious. Zero, it's the, the artist is zero, zero, one, one, zero, one, zero, 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 one, zero, one, zero, one, zero, zero. And the track is zero, one, eight, one, zero, 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 one, zero. Okay. I mean, look, it's a nice laid back jazzy thing. Uh, I can't even actually think of how it goes right now because I've been telling this story and I've got a different song in my head. Um, but I had a little look and um, so the the artist's name there is uh, actually fucking binary if you translate it into ASC2. I, had, I, I went down a fucking Wikipedia hole on this. ASC2 is evidently like the protocol for... Um, it's like the code for what binary... Uh, like 8-bit binary bytes translate into characters, right? So, 
Um, it translates to forte, which is fortet. So that's fortet. Does anyone know fortet? It's a fucking like a legendary DJ. Real like chilled out kind of jazzy stuff, almost like a hip hop beat that no one would ever rap over. You know what I mean? Like the kind of beat that would be like an interlude or something on a on like a rap album from the two thousands. It's that kind of tune. Um, so evidently zero zero one one zero one zero zero is four in ASC two, and zero one zero one zero one zero zero is T. So four T four tet. There you go. I read some um, interviews with him as well because it was just I was like Fortet is the kind of artist that I mean he's been I've read up and he's uh, been <clears throat> been active since like 98 I kind of became aware of him maybe like 10 years ago uh, he did a bunch of BBC Radio 4 mixes that were awesome that were like 4 hours long like he's known for really long mixes and sets um, and yeah they're just always great spanning a massive breadth of music but I feel like Fortet is a kind of artist that I've always been aware of, but I've never actually gone in. I feel like I don't know what they're about, you know? Um, so I did a little bit of reading yesterday and read a few profiles and stuff. And um, evidently, when he broke in like around the year 2000, he spent 10 years in the music industry working hard and d dancing the dance for, you know, trying to promote his, his albums and his music and stuff. And uh, in this interview, he was talking about, like, he would do, like, a phone interview with some fucking person. And they'd be like, what have you got to say for all your fans in Brazil? And he was like, what, what, am, I, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, that's, because that is an insane question. If you're a Brit, he's from the UK, right? So if you're from the UK, and it's like, what do you got to say to all your fans in Brazil? Like, <laughs> hello? <laughs> hello, Brazil. <laughs> hello. Hello, Brazil. It's like, and, and what you're supposed to do there is say something that's going to make the Brazilians love you specifically. Think that you specifically love Brazil so that they'll buy your shit. And what he said in response to that was like, oh, I mean, I don't know what he said to the actual question, but like that kind of taught him that he was tired of trying to push his music to the casual listener. So there are people who are always going to buy his stuff, like his... his um, albums the day they drop his vinyls all of that but then what that was doing so what do you got to say for all your fans in brazil that's trying to push his music to like the random person in brazil who just like likes a bit of electronic music maybe doesn't buy a cd very often maybe like buy, buys like a couple things a year or whatever to get that person to listen to your music and he was basically saying i don't need that person i only need my hardcore fans so why am i trying to do this whole industry dance for that person so he scaled it all back after 10 years of trying to be you know trying to do the whole industry thing which it takes fucking time to learn sure but he scaled it all back and now he releases shit completely under the radar and evidently because he released a whole album where he's fucking not it's not even under his name it's just a code um i fucking think that's so sick man i reckon that's so cool What was I thinking the other day? This kind of... Does it tie into it? I was having a chat with my friend Amuna at... Um, yeah, whatever. I was having a chat to my friend Amuna about, like... Uh, like, playing... Like, she wants to play music. She wants to go to music over mics and shit. Um, and she doesn't really have a reason to not do it. And I was trying to convince her to do it. 
and she's young she'll be fine and she's actually we're gonna go i'm gonna go do comedy and music over mic tonight and she's gonna go play some tunes but like she i was basically saying it it was a crazy thing for me to realize and how can i put this i have a friend who <clears throat> is so good at comedy and uh is so naturally funny but he's uh he's 30 he's been doing comedy for like 10 years and um he doesn't do that many gigs and his career is just not progressing and um he was saying to me recently oh actually no, i won't say it like that his career is not progressing the way that he wants it to and i think the reason that is is because he doesn't understand that you literally can do anything you want you know what you can do absolutely whatever you want if you want to go fucking to like to europe or to america or wherever and just pick up your life and move there and do comedy over there you can do that if you want to travel around asia and try and do all these gigs over there you can do that if you want to play music you can do it if you want to fucking stop be like be a dj and and and, and release music under different names, you're allowed to do fucking anything you want and you can grow your career in whatever you do in any direction. All it's up to is just what ideas you have and your own fucking decisions. But the longer that you don't do that and the longer that you make excuses and put stuff off, the harder that it gets to accept that freedom. Because if you accept that you have complete control over every decision that you make, God, this is getting into some real fucking self-help territory, isn't it? <laughs> I just... For a second, I just felt like a dude addressing a conference. Ugh. I'm going to say it anyway. For you to be able to accept that you have complete control over every decision you make, you also need to accept that you have been responsible for every decision you have made in your past. And so you're responsible for where your life is right now. So if you're unhappy with your life, to be able to understand that you have control over where you go next, you have to take responsibility for where you are now does that make sense i fucking thought that was an amazing thought man i had that i was talking to amuna the other day and i kind of articulated it like that and i was like oh my god that's so true and that's why my fucking friend can't bro because i'm always like why doesn't he just do it why doesn't he just fucking use his like he's so funny he's so good on stage why doesn't he just do what he's always saying he's going to do and, and, you know, do his festival show around Australia, go to Edinburgh, do all this stuff. But the reason he doesn't do it is because he can't, for him to be able to do that, he would need to accept that everything that's happened to him in the last 10 years is 100% his fault. Like, the reason that he's not, or maybe, okay, not everything that's happened to him, because there is there are things that happen to you that are outside your control, but where you are, in your trajectory and whatever career you're trying to go for, a path you're trying to go for, like romance, anything, it's your fault. It's, it's, it's not your fault. It's your decision. You have control over that. Oh my God. What am I talking about? I was trying to talk about jazz. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say about that festival, man? I'll finish in a sec, but um, the gig was amazing. Oh, at the end of this pod... I'm going to, I recorded, the gig, by the way, was just fucking so much fun. Oh my God. Um, I did uh, 20 minutes, halfway through the show, um, well, I started doing well, and so I just asked the crowd, does anyone have a drink that I can drink? <laughs> just like, got someone to fill my cup up with wine, and 
uh, some guy ran out of the crowd and like put something in my cup that I was drinking. And I was like, for a second, I was like, oh my God, is this a, like, is that drugs in there? And uh, I was quite drunk when I was on stage and I guess I was like feeling a bit cocksure from the energy of the crowd. So I was like, well, if it's drugs, whatever. And just like drank the drink, which is an insane thing to do. That's my like white male confidence, huh? That I'm like, no one's ever tried to drug my drink or any of that shit. I'm like, someone put something in my drink. That'll probably be good. That'll probably be a good outcome. <laughs> oh my God. Terrifying. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was that. Uh, did the set. Some guy had a nosolator as well. You know, like nitrous oxide canisters and you have the whipped cream machine and you suck the nitrous oxide out of that. Some dude was like holding one of them up in the crowd and I was like, I'll do one after my set. And then I went backstage and he was there to meet me backstage. He was like, bras, go. And um, I forgot to turn my recording off. So um, what I'm going to do is at the end of this podcast, I will, um, I'll fucking put that recording. I'll like, I'll close it out. I'm going to put the song that's in my head right now, which is called Me at the Museum and You in the Winter Garden by, oh fuck, it's a beautiful song. I might've even recommended it on this pod before. Um, that's what I was listening to when I was just like in the rain, man. It was so good. By Tiny Ruins. Um, me at the museum and you in the winter garden. I'm going to have that track play for a bit. And then I'm going to have, um, from the moment I got off stage for about two or three minutes, I was chatting to the guy who was on the pontoon. He came and saw the show and, um, <laughs> saying it like he's famous. You guys know the guy from the pontoon, yeah? Well, you're going to get to hear his voice. Whoa! <laughs> like, like that's a big get for ooh, big guest on the pod. Guy from Pontoon. Um, I wish I got that dude's details. He was lovely, and uh, yeah, and then and then some guy came up and told me a joke. Uh, you'll hear the joke. It's so fucking bad. Oh, no, actually, you can't really hear it on the thing, but it's um, what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? <laughs> like choking on a dick oh man but you see the difference in like me like that's a fucking horrific joke what a nightmare Uh, but um oh just because it's ball like a dance and ball like my fucking cock bro you fucking idiot if you're the person who told me that joke i mean actually you you were lovely and i know you were just trying to help but know that that joke sucked awful fucking joke um but you'll hear me (laughs) because I'm like a bit drunk and like excited from the show and also like I'm you know I'm not gonna fucking rip on a dude for just come up to me and trying to say something nice so you hear me laugh at the joke and be like dude that's so sick that's so good although maybe I'm just decrying it now because uh, like I'm embarrassed that I liked it maybe I actually did find it funny maybe it's my favorite joke what about that um I think my favorite joke is uh, how do you stop a dog from humping your leg? You pick it up and jack it off because (laughs) such a bad joke. And I got told that uh, maybe like a year into comedy after I bombed a show, some guy came, I bombed to like legit like four people. I was emceeing a burlesque night to four people. And this guy came up to me with his fucking red face and his beer after the show and put his arm around me and went, mate, how about this for a joke? You try this one, put this in your set. How do you stop a dog from humping your leg? Pick it up and jack it off. <laughs> and I made a fucking deal with myself. 
that if I ever told that joke on stage, I would fucking murder myself. And then maybe three years later, I was at a show in London and uh, an open mic show and some guy went up and did one of his first sets and did that joke. <laughs> and I went on like four acts later than him and told the story about how I made a deal with myself. If I ever tell that on stage, I'm going to kill myself and fucking you just told that on stage right now. <laughs> I was very mean and I was shitting on him. And uh, <laughs> after the show, he came up to me and was like, it was like some weedy like American guy. And he was like, man, I'm, I'm a new comic, yeah? And like, I just am trying to do anything I can to feel comfortable on stage, all right? And if I need to steal jokes to feel comfortable on stage, then that's what I'm going to do because I'm new and I don't, I'm not comfortable there yet. And how dare you, how dare you attack me just for trying to feel comfortable? And I was like, nah, dude. That's not how it works. You're a new comic. You you suck. You're going to suck. But you have to suck with your own gear or else you're never going to fucking learn. And uh, he was very upset. He came up to me after the show like, and, and got in my face and said all that stuff. And then like, I reckon I saw him like a week later and he was like, man, I thought about what you said. And I, I, I really don't agree with the way that you brought it up, but I think you're right, man. And I'm, I'm going to do it, man. One day, one day I'm going to make you laugh. One day I'm going to make you laugh, man. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and like, look, if I'm honest, it made my dick so hard that he was building me up into this fucking guy. Because when I was in London, I really needed every bit of ego boost that I could get. That's probably why I was trying to big dog fucking new comics at an open mic. Ugh. Um, all right, I'm going to tell this last story and then I'm going to fucking... Jesus, this has been a long one. Thanks for listening. Fuck. Um, I got punched in the face on the train on the way home. That's the last story that I want to tell. I, uh, on the train on the way home from the music festival, I was, um, seven hour train ride from Yas. I got dropped by some, uh, people that I met from the show, hung out with them all night. And then they dropped me in, in Yas, the nearest town in the morning, which is like an hour out of Canberra or something. And, uh, Waited at the train station for two hours till the train got there. Train comes, great. My phone's dying, but I'm just asleep. And then I hear some lady in my carriage just screaming, going nuts. She's probably about 40. Looks like a bit, yeah, I don't know, not quite homeless, but like she's not having a good time. And she's probably a bit drunk. Um, and yeah, she's screaming, going like, fucking bullshit. Fucking 750 for a fucking wine, cunt. Tastes like shit, you fucking slut. She's using the word slut a lot. That was a word that I was like, oh, I haven't heard that used aggressively in a while, actually. Good on you for bringing it back. She's losing her mind. From what I could tell, uh, the wine was bad that she got from the dining car on the train. And uh, and she was upset that she um, spent 750 of her hard-earned dollars on said wine. So, I'm like, I unplug my headphones. My phone's like almost dead anyway, but I was listening to a podcast. I unplug my headphones. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I love these. And um, I, I, I'm listening to her rant for a bit. The thing that made me laugh, that cracked me up, was when she was, she was yelling, you fucking slut, fucking cunt, whore, fucking 750 for this. And what she meant was like 750 for this garbage wine. But I, the way I heard it was like, yeah, all this for seven dollars fifty, dude. You're losing your mind. And like the lady from the dining car came and was like, 
trying to talk to her, and then she starts going like, you fucking grab me by the arm, you fucking grab me, you fucking slight whore, and the lady just walks back off, she's like, alright, no, I'm, I'm assuming, hopefully, she walked off to call the police to get them to wait at the next station, um, but it was a moot point, because, it, like, soon enough, a lady three chairs down from me stood up to grab something out of her overhead compartment, locked eyes with the screaming woman who's just patrolling the aisle and the late the woman goes what are you fucking looking at what are you fucking looking at slut and the the woman who's just innocently stood up is like oh just oh my god leave it alone can you calm down please i think she called her a cunt actually <laughs> but i mean fair play she absolutely should call her a cunt um and then but then the screaming woman runs down the aisle grabs this woman and just is like shaking her and like yelling in her face so i stand up i've got socks on no shoes uh i stand up and i'm like go to grab the screaming woman I'm like hey get the fuck off her man fuck you no get the fuck back and she just turns to me and she's like comes at me i'm like trying to hold her off but i'm not like i can't fight i've never been in a fight I've never thrown a punch, actually. This was the moment where I should have fucking thrown a punch at this woman. But uh, she punched me in the face, is what she did. And then I put my arms up, and she was just fucking going. Like, probably ten in a row. <laughs> the lady down who saw reckoned it was about ten punches. Um, and I'm just, I just had my arms up. And then she went to grab my hair, because I was chilling out. So I had my hair down. And I'm like, oh, I need to get a haircut. And... Um, yeah, eventually the train came, uh, the train stopped at the next stop and, and they got her off and the police came and they arrested her and I gave a num I gave a statement with my number to the police and blah, 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 blah. The nicest thing, right? And I'm not, look, I, I don't know if I'm, t maybe I am telling this story to be like, oh, I'm such a good person. I saved her, blah, blah, blah. but I mean, surely like this lady was about to attack another lady. Everyone should get up and help, right? I, yeah. It was wild to me that while I was getting hit, no one else really stood. One other dude kind of was there later, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Why didn't I fucking hit her? That's a crazy thing to me as well, as I was just like, oh, I should have fucking hit her, man. I'm a little bit disappointed in myself that I didn't, that I didn't throw hands, you know? I think I'm scared to. I think I'm scared to hit someone, I've never hit someone before in my life, and I think I'm, I don't know, I don't know what I'm scared of, I'm not scared of what I might do, <laughs> fucking, probably got the most piss weak garbage punch ever, but I, yeah, I was really scared to hit her, um, but the nicest thing was, I mean, other than, everyone was just like, are you okay, are you okay, and I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna be okay, yeah, I think I'm gonna be fine, um, and then about 20 minutes later, some big old Aussie dude um, came up and he'd been, he was working on the train. He goes, he stands right at my seat and uh, he goes, he leans right in close and he goes, mate, I've just got on this train. I've just uh, started work now and I've, I've just heard about the incident and everything that's happened. And I just wanted to say personally, thank you so much. Thank you very much for what you did. Um, for standing up for that that woman over there, and unfortunately, this is the kind of thing that we have to deal with sometimes. Is just there are some people out there who are who are um, just out to to make a nuisance of themselves, and um, and it's really unfortunate. But I I really appreciate everything that you've done, um, and I was just like, oh, like thank you so much, man. That's really kind, and it was like so sincere and heartfelt. And the bit that got me was I put out my hand, and he put out his hand, and we shook hands, and he looked in my eyes, and he just said, "Good man." Oh, 
Yes! I'm a good man! I am a good man. Fuck you. That's the podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. You're going to hear a track next. Me at the museum and you at the Winter Garden by fucking whatever uh, tiny ruins. And then you're going to hear the audio of me when I came off stage at Dragon Dreaming and did a NOS with these guys. Um, but, but that's been me. Thank you so much for listening. It's Aiden Tiger Jones sitting under a tree. I wait the day when I work at the museum with you across the way in the winter gardens. So young and so warm.
Simon organised one there. Went to like five in the morning. It was great. Yeah, enjoy. Oh, sick! <laughs> ah, the life. That was fucking sick, man. That was some, that was one of my favourite gigs of the year for sure. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that one? It's not my joke, but have you heard that joke? It's just like, what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? What'd she say? <laughs> That's funny. I thought I you'd like that. that. That's I sick. Like that. That's sick. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. It was really funny, man. I'm Emre, by the way. Yeah, Taco. Emre. Nice one, man. Dan? Emre. Taco. I saw you out on the Oh shit! Yeah, no shit, man. What? Yeah, dude, we were out on the fucking on thing on the lake, like the square, um, like the wooden fucking floaty boy. Yeah, right. Dude, those guys that stole that boat. Oh my god. Dude, they stole a boat. There was what? a boat tied to the pontoon with like an electric motor, and uh, these dudes were just real high. We were sitting there watching. They started the engine, and then they got it out to the middle of the lake, and then the engine stopped, and so they were just stuck there. They had to like swim it back. It was. <laughs> <laughs> we're just Amazing! Yeah, we were just like, ah! <laughs> 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 Couldn't have bring in the boat, but fuck, oh, why don't they use it? Well, no, it wasn't theirs, no, they stopped oh, something. And, and then some dude came and was like, don't touch my boat. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that was Whoa, so intense! Really? That was so intense! <laughs> and he was being legit, like, he was no fucking around. Yeah, yeah. And we, and we were all yeah. like, you know, I was like, I was like pretending to drink his beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, rum and coke? Like commanded that. Yeah. Oh, rum and coke? Oh, massive. Do you like some? I'm okay, thanks. Rum and coke? Oh, man. Yeah, that was so what? Yeah, that guy, he, was, he came over and he was like, don't touch the boat. We made this platform for you guys. Don't touch the fucking esky. And then left, and I was like, dude. You're leaving a boat with a bunch of people on a lake who are high on drugs. Like, what do you think is gonna happen? Like, <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> I literally like just watching it so cool today, like it's my very eyes. You're just like sitting on the corner of the pontoon there. And like you just got handed like I don't even know what 